Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, my loves. Welcome to Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. How's everybody doing? Everybody. <laughs> right. How you doing, Daddy? <laughs> doing super. How are you doing? You know why I say everybody? Because I believe everybody's listening. That everybody's listening. So you have to include everybody. That's it. School me, baby. Okay. School now me. I just didn't hear him when that, it was when you responding. That's you have to. You, but you have to go in your head. When I say everybody, you got to know that everybody is saying, "What's up? That's what's, what's up. going on. What's going down? What's going on?" And for those of you who are just joining us, we want to thank y'all for going to play it. And clicking on Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And when we tell y'all to tell a friend and tell another friend and tell another friend, we mean that. Like, we ain't just saying it to be saying it. We're saying tell a friend and tell another friend because we truly believe, humbly, that these are some of the best conversations that I've ever heard publicly. Oh, well, damn. Okay, well, that's what it is then, baby. That's what you feel. Because it ain't going to be no good if you don't believe, Bennett. But I said it strong, though, didn't you, I? Yeah, that's, that's called commitment and believery. Believery. Uh, believery. Goddamn it. B-I-L-I-B-B-E-R-R-Y. Believery. Believery. I like that. What we talking about today, Daddy? Baby. Tell them. What we talking about? Okay, so the topic today is... Are you the same person in public that you are in private? When you go behind your closed doors, the people that go with you, do they look at you when you walk behind the doors as if you are a stranger? Or do they look and say, oh, okay, this is the same person I'm dealing with? Pam. Are you the same person behind closed doors? And, I mean, I think I've been guilty of that. You know what I'm saying? I can remember one time. When I had to do a radio interview, mm-hmm. and actually it was a radio interview with Steve Harvey and the Angels. This is when he had the show in L.A. What? It was Steve Harvey and the Angels. And my assistant at the time, um, we had gotten into this really, I mean, it was a ugly, it was an ugly argument. And it was happening as we were driving in the car to the studio, as we was getting out the car, going on an elevator from the elevator, going into the studio, when the studio door opened, I said, good morning. All right, let's do it. Now, nobody in that studio ever knew <laughs> that we was having a situation the moment Steve Harvey said, all right, girl, good seeing you. See you later. And I walked back out that damn door. Bow. It, it was back on. And he said, well, could the bitch show back up that was just in the studio, please? Because I thought we was okay from all that you were given. All of it. So are you that person? You know, are you that person that you can be two-faced? They've been the two-faced now? Well, I mean, because if you're a different person, 
in private than you are in public, you're wearing two different faces. With the understanding that there's always uh, certain things in private, like that you may do that you wouldn't do in public. You know, you may get comfortable in a way in private that you may feel like is intrusive if you were to do it publicly. So the the I guess the definitive difference would be the energy of who you are. Is that different from the how energy. people see you in public versus in private? Little nuances that you may do. You may tell someone something a little bit more politely that you don't know than someone who you do know who should know based upon your interactions how to maybe handle themselves and you may say something direct to them hoping they'll get the note but the energy behind who you are is that the same are you kind to people and very easy going publicly but you kick the dog I kick a dog no and I choke his ass wait a minute like Craig, well, shit, where like, did like Craig's father from Friday. Yeah. He said, I kick a dog. I kick him. Feel good. I choke the shit up. <laughs> Are you that person, you know, that there are people out there that will act a certain way and then privately they're just completely different. So I think that type of difference. But I'm glad you cleared that up and just the energy. Like I'm I'm glad because you know, and, and someone has said, no, Mo, you wasn't being two-faced. You was just being professional. No, I agree. You know, you, you, I mean, that was, I had to go in and promote whatever I was doing, and I couldn't take that in there. Right. However, as soon as I went back out, mm-hmm. I put the face back on. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted his ass to know I am mad as shit. And that right there was just my job. And right now, I am still mad with you. Right. But I wish I would have been able to leave it there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wish I would have been able to leave that energy there because we had a great time. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody in there knew what was happening. So I guess it threw him off when we got outside because it was like, well, shit, you was just laughing, joking, talking with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now we didn't came Not out and we jumped off again. It's a problem. So are you that person? Are you that person that, and you know, too, I think that sometimes I'll read stories where the children will say, especially in entertainment, and you know what, Tommy T, could you see if my purse will let it lean on it? Especially, someone said, yeah, I'm that person. Well, the question is, why are you that person? Why are you two different people? I mean, is it that you feel like it's necessary that you must be two different people? Or what is that? Like, what is that that you feel like, I got to be this way around this group and this way around that group? It's almost to a degree what you just said, but... It depends upon how far it extends from a standpoint of, and the example you gave, it was a level of professionalism that you were trying to exhibit by not bringing what was concerning you on the outside to the inside. There are people who that's expanded upon from a standpoint, it's not just they're going through a concern at that time, their inner turmoils that they may be going through that they don't want to bring, so they put on a front, not for the sake of being deceptive, some just for the, some maybe for the sake of being deceptive, some for the sake of not bringing someone into their problems, some for the sake of, um, we've always been told, put on a good face. Mm. And then the people who love us and the people who are closest to us, we have a tendency of letting them see who we, in quotes, really are. And you begin to ask yourself, 
if the individuals who you don't know that well, you feel concerned enough to make them look at you in a favorable way by trying to put on a good face, and the individuals who love you are going to endure the hardships and the so forth, that you're not considering them, and you think that in allowing them, I need, I can be myself around you, but being myself around you means that you get all of my BS without the consideration for the almost admiration that you're seeking from strangers. You need not that admiration from people who know you the best for whatever reason. So it's not that um, a person is trying to be anything other than there's a level of insecurity going on somewhere that's removing them to some degree, it would appear, from feeling comfortable to possess the energy of who they are all the time or for the most part where People know you to the left as being this way, and they know you to the right as being this way. Not, I don't know him to be that way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, or her that way. So, for whatever reason, everybody's different, but we just can't, you know, like, again, you weren't bad because you went to the radio station and you decided I'm going to be professional. You said, I'm not going to carry my problems with me Mm -hmm. today. Well, should you have? Would you have been real if you had brought the bad energy with you? <laughs> I'd have been 100, baby. Had I won on that radio and said, listen, I'm mad at his ass. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. So it, it depends upon the situation. We are talking about are you the same person in private that you are in public? And we came up with this conversation because we were having a conversation, of course, about show business. And just different things we've encountered and seen. And and that's why oftentimes I say to people, and this is one thing that I'm grateful for. I don't get treated like a celebrity. And I'm grateful for that because celebrities get thrown away. The moment a celebrity fucks up, we see you later because we put you on this pedestal, you disappointed us, and we've got to see you later. So I've never been put in that place where it, it was, Monique, we feel like you're better than, or or your word is golden. It's always been, you're part of the family, and and we want to share something with you. Yeah, well, yeah, well, your perception to me is a little skewed because you're you. But people construe your word to be golden because part of it is that you're you and you are real, and that's what people are looking for, someone that they can relate to. It's not the the individual that is on the top of the world and is without mistakes. It's the person that you see that say, I make mistakes, but in the words of Maya Angelou, but still I rise. Okay, then. You dig? And despite the fact that I'm not perfect, still I rise. So I don't think that, I think the difference is when people meet you, it's not so much let me get an autograph, let me get an autograph, as much as, let us. Can we get a hug? Can we get a picture? Because there's a level of, I believe, relatability, a level, a level of trust, and there's no airs of superiority that come across. So that's why you receive are received in a way like you're one of the people because you're one of the people. That's how you believe this this thing called Hollywood. Um, the one thing about it is. 
you're not confused and we're not delusional in the believing that somehow with all the success and fame that you may acquire, that death is inescapable. Mm. You know, you still are subject to concerns, problems, ups, downs. Again, when you have an individual such as a prince who's worth $300 million and, you know, the world is essentially at his feet. I've never in his death seen anyone who their life and death was celebrated out in the streets in the manner that his was, especially as an African-American man. But now in his death and passing, there's a level of perfection that we would see on TV that you find out with all the brilliance, with all the genius, with all of everything, he was just a man. Mm. And that's all we are as, as human beings. He was just a man. And here's the thing. Here's what I appreciate because someone just put on there, hey, Mo, let's talk about some happy shit. <laughs> and this is happy shit. It's all in how you perceive it and it's all in how you take it. Because when you start having conversations to say, are you one way this way and are you one way that way? These are the conversations that could allow you to say, let me check me and see if I'm giving that off. Let me check me and see if I'm a bitch around people that know me, but I'm an angel around strangers so that these people that really don't know me, when they walk away from me, they say, oh, my God, what a beautiful person that was. But the people that's rolling with me, they saying, shit, we can't wait to get away from you. So these are happy conversations because if you walk away with it and you say, what can I take from that that can make me a better person? then guess what? When you become better, you become happier. And everybody around you can get that happy energy from you. So every conversation we have, in my humble opinion, is a happy, loving, good conversation. They may not all be, oh, we laughed so hard, bitch, we peed on ourselves. They might not all be that. And that's good because our clothes would get messed up. <laughs> okay, baby. Right. And God damn it, I'm at that age now. That when you laugh real hard sometimes, tinkle, boo-boo, boo-boo, it get different. But as to what we're saying is we take these conversations, and I'm so glad you make that point because right now we're getting so used to being entertained, we're leaving and losing the message of how we get better and how we grow because right now we just want to be entertained. And when you say, one person one way, another person another way. As a little girl, when you see people in this business and you just want to be entertained, right? But then you begin to have admiration for their voice or their jokes or their fat, whatever it is. You begin to look at them more than just their gift. You want them to be something more. You want them to be, you can say, you know what, I want to pattern myself after this or this or that. Not just saying, they just sing well. So when you're in a position and you actually are faced with, when you saw someone one way, when you see them interview and you see them do carpets mm -hmm. and you're like, wow, they're beautiful. And then here comes that magic moment where you meet them. And they're nothing like what you saw on those carpets, they're nothing like those interviews. They make you grab yourself and say, oh, my God. Oh, my God, they so fucked up. And when I saw that, and I've witnessed that quite a bit being in this business. For me, I never want someone to walk away from me with a question mark. 
And I don't care who it is. I don't care if you know me or if you don't know me. I don't want you walking away saying, that, is she phony? Is that really her heart? Is she really that kind of person? And I don't want the people that really know me looking at them saying, shit, if you really knew what we knew, you might have some different questions. And there are so many people faced with that and dealing with that, that for me, it's very therapeutic that I can say it and not hold on to it. Because you said something this morning that was so real. We were talking about Mike Tyson and how I truly loved his one-man show because it was so brutally honest, and he was fearless in the Mm -hmm. shit he had to say. He didn't pull no punches. If the people were still alive, may it be good, bad, or indifferent, he spoke on it. Mm -hmm. And I loved him for that. And I was saying, you know, Sid and I were talking, I was like, I so appreciated it because he said what was real. And oftentimes we're too afraid to say what's real because we don't know what the consequences or the repercussions may be if we say, I got to put a name to it. Because if I just put it out there blanketly, that's unfair. And I said, that's why we love Mike Tyson, because he was fearless. And then Sis said something so, he said, you know why? People love Mike Tyson, Bobby Brown. Because they're the people's champs. It's just our inner demons that we fight with that keep us fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's not the people. And we love we love them because we do know it. He ain't scared to say, I got some issues with me. But God damn it, I'm going to tell you about what Tommy did too that has affected me or, or, or taken me to a place where I didn't know how to control myself or handle the situation. So I'm grateful for those type of people because it lets you know Stay who you are all the time. Because the moment you start trying to finagle and finagle to say, let me be this way this time, let me be this way that time, you get so goddamn confused, you don't know which way to be at what times, and then you in the White House and you saying shit because mm-hmm. you're not sure which way you're supposed to be because someone also wrote, you know, well, it's a certain way you act here and it's a certain way you act in the White House. Is it? Well, yeah, it is. Talk about it. It is. I mean, it's, it is a certain way. There's a, again, it goes back to consideration. Mm-hmm. So, you know, while being yourself, you have to be considerate of others. And again, being yourself doesn't mean that because you feel like dancing at that moment, but they're having a correspondence dinner that you dance. That just means that in your heart, there's a song and let it emanate through your smile until it is an opportunity for you to dance because people who dance at times when it's not supposed to be get escorted out of the motherfucking facility. <laughs> but God damn it, they still dance. They, they dance. They may have put they me dance. out. They did put me out. But God damn it, I dance. And if that's your goal, then <laughs> damn it, you've won. However, if your goal is to, again, be empathetic of yes. others in that situation, again, it is not being empathetic during that situation and then not being empathetic during private situations where your wantingness to do what it is that you want to do supersedes the people that are around you on a consistent basis whereby they don't have an opportunity to be who they are. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. On Dr. Phil. There was 
husbands that were on there that were extremely possessive of their wives. I mean, it was like a list of things that they would and would not allow them to do. However, publicly, people would not know this part of who they were and did not know that they're worrying about what they wear, how they wear it. Uh, The one guy had two sons that were in their 20s, and their curfew was to be in at the house 9 p.m., and in addition to that, he would have family night written on the schedule just because he wanted the family in at that time. We ain't doing shit. We, I just want y'all home. <laughs> now, you like, but when he goes to work, you don't see that cat. You see somebody that's well-organized, mm. well-polished. So it's like, why are you this way here and not that way there? And oftentimes, you know, in the job, that's where this person is not allowed to be dominant. He's allowed to be a follower or not in a position of power. So he takes that out on the family when he goes home, and now this is what it is and or things that have happened with them. Someone had asked earlier, what if someone is mentally depressed? What if someone's depressed? And then you say, well, that's a medical Concern. I can't tell you about that. However, on here. Mm-hmm. However, there's a lot of us who are depressed that have not been analyzed as depressed. Because what is depressed? Can you get depressed? Can a person get depressed? It's people say we suffer from depression. I suffer from depression. Mm-hmm. Well, there's individuals. All of us at some point suffer. Just it's others that suffer longer. And can't get out of it. So at the end of the day, when we become less fearful of living our truth, being who we actually are, if who we actually are is a decent person, because there's a flip side to this that we oftentimes don't consider. We, we tend to consider the negative. But what about the individual who is portraying publicly that they're this ruthless, hardcore person, but when they go home, they're not really that person. It's just a facade to execute business on a daily basis, and this is what they think that they need to do in order to be successful. Because when you're doing business with titans, like some people say, Donald Trump is not really the way he is. I don't know. I don't know the cat personally. Now, publicly, I heard him say some wild stuff. (laughs) <laughs> wild, wild, bold, whatever. Whereas, like, if he was on the corners, they'd have slapped him in his mouth. Okay? Not bang them. He'd have got slapped. They would have slapped him in his mouth because they wouldn't have thought enough of them to ball up their fist to bang him in his mouth because you ain't trying to hurt the Don. you just like, let me slap you in the mouth to let you know there's a level of respect that you're going to have to exhibit when you. So it's one of those things, but that doesn't necessarily make him a terrible man in private. He mm-hmm. may be the guy that believes that you have to be this and have this persona in order to intimidate others because in our mind we believe in winning through intimidation. So the same is true. We oftentimes believe that people will want to show you their good side and then secretly they're being, you know, uh, uh, they're, they're not good, not realizing that we won't give the same credence to that individual that sometimes when you see them they seem a little harsh, but in actuality... Behind 
closed doors, they crying at little shit that come on the news, <laughs> you know. Because you make me laugh because, see, you go hard. See, what people don't, don't know, Monica do go it. hard to the paint. Don't. She will go hard to the paint. He mistreated me. That person was mistreated. Let's fight. Let's get him. Cut him. Beat him down. But then let somebody on the show say they sorry to one another or there's a loving moment now. She got tears. Yeah, she cries. She bo- because there's the softness. There's that dichotomy. There's the hard. But then if you don't make her hard and it's just love, now she's melting. So it's being able to see both sides of that. I'm sorry, Daddy. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm trying to get the... Well, get the I'm trying to get it, baby, get because they're saying we're looking this way and that way and shit. We're doing the best that we, we can with what we had. Okay. I had to fight for everything I had. All of it. All of it. I had to fight my uncles. Right. Tell them. I had to fight my brothers. Tell them. And I'd be damned if I would fight my husband. I'd be damned. You keep on visoring all both like that, you gonna have a dead son-in-law of this feeling. You damn right. And sing. Sing. I thought that must be. You better feel it. Are you different in private than you are in public? You know, I think sometimes, too, with, I know as, as a single mom at one time in my life with Shalon, I was a far different person in private than I was in public. Because in private, I was under the assumption that I couldn't raise no punk. I couldn't raise no weak boy. I had to do, I was doing this by myself. I had to be hard, strong, hardcore, put it down. You ain't going to be no punk. But if it was somebody else's child, I could be just as sweet and loving. And I know Shalom would be looking like, who the fuck? You just said some crazy shit to me, but now you over here. And you, because I felt like I had to be that. I felt like I had to, and not that I was no mommy dearest by a long shot, but it was just sometimes my tone could be so harsh. But then I could go right over here and it would be just like, you know, oh, so... Are we those mothers? Are we those people? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I remember times walking in the salon and they was in the car with me and I would be like, you better not. And then I'd go in and say, hey, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you what you getting today? They'd be like, who are yes. you? But, but it, was, it was a taught behavior that I had to make sure that they, they got discipline or they got, you know, some sort of, Struck, you know, hard struck, you know, construction. What is it? Constructive. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was. This was was taught to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it never was taught to me how to be gentle or how to come across or my verbiage on how to get them to do something or or that that they're supposed to do in a nice way. So, you know, and then after a while, you get older, and then you start to see it come back on mm-hmm. you, and you're like, okay, you want to come and you want them to be. Hello, mother. How you doing? And you're like, why they not hugging me? Why they not doing this? But this is what you taught them. You know, it was interesting because just seeing some of the comments from some of the sisters in here. And one sister said, I did the same thing. And Queen Cookie said, I did the same thing. Because when we say we weren't taught, but there's something we were taught. Because we knew when we got around them strangers... We knew to put the happy face on. Well, that was the part of the talk that was like, look, you don't tell nobody the family business. Come on. So that part rolled over into 
the other part, which is you always keep your household quiet. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know that's your that's where you keep secrets. Mm-hmm. And you know this is our business, mm-hmm. and you never put it out there with the with the public. So it rolled over into your business life. It rolled over to everything else. Look, you don't let nobody know what's going on in your house. You just post that everything is all right outside. Until, you know, somebody call you in on it and say, hey, what's wrong with you? What's really going on? You're like, what? What? <laughs> Y'all, we talking about it today. Are you uh, different in private than you are in public? And with that being said, there's a level of understanding that people are saying that, um, again, you have to take in consideration other people's children when we watching kids play baseball, you can't yell at them, their child, and say, look, <laughs> if you don't catch that goddamn ball, what's wrong with you? Pay attention then, Jacob. Right. And you like, listen, that ain't your son now. Right. That's my son. It's like you, you're going to be a little bit easy with other people's children and, and be constructive again because if you've been working – with your children and they're doing something that's counterproductive to what you've worked on and what you've discussed, there's a level of patience that you may not have. However, it's good to consider what we're discussing in that time so that we are not constantly beating our children up Mm -hmm. verbally when we address them so that there needs to be a tone that they understand because part of sports for us with the boys especially is letting them hear other people's tones and temperament because I appreciate when the coaches yell and stuff and say things to them that sometimes don't even make sense. I don't know. I like when adults – I like it. I like it. I like when sometimes the adults do certain things that they say to our children – uh, they may not apologize when they have found out to be wrong. And the reason why I appreciate it is because then they can form a better appreciation for it when we discuss things with them because then they understand that sometimes you might get have to get your butt whipped, okay? Sometimes when you think you're going to get your butt whipped, it's not a butt whipping you get. You have a conversation. Right. And it's one of those things, the reason being is because you don't want to overdo anything. You don't want to because so many children are beaten up before they can get out of the door mm. to address the world. Yes. So it's great to be cognizant of the way in which we talk to our children and teach them respect. And it's not less than being adult when you talk to your children with respect. Because when we were growing up, respect wasn't something that was typically associated uh, for children, it was a dessert that you may be given <laughs> from time to time. Respect was an intellectual dessert right. that you were given from time to time, but don't expect that. Right. You know, don't expect respect because, but it's easier to get it when you teach it and you teach it by exhibiting it to your children, but you can't do it unless. You're thinking about the things that you just stated. Am I doing this? Am I not doing this? So when we're having these discussions, part of it is not whether you are right or wrong, but part of it is about constantly we must sharpen our knives, our spiritual knives, our intellectual knives, our physical knives, so we can be sharp as people and make those necessary adjustments when we need to. 
You know, Daddy, you said something when you said, you know, we can beat our kids down before they even get out to the world. And I think I'm guilty of that with Shalon, not even realizing or being conscious of it at the time, because at the time I was a kid myself. But now at 48 and I look back in hindsight, I'm like, you know, there were, I, I think there were just times where, and someone said, you did that, Monique, because you wanted him to be great. I don't know. I don't know if I thought about him being great or so much so I thought about this is what I know. This is what it has to be. This is, you know, this is the way that I have to do this. And now looking back, it's like, wow, what did I do? And sometimes we teach what we've been taught without thinking about what it is that we're teaching. And when we consider what it is that we're teaching, sometimes we can find out that just because that's the way it's always been done, part of the reason why it's always been done that way is because folks haven't taken the time to consider a better way of doing it. And then once you find a better way of doing it, then it seems like, oh, my God, how come we were doing it this way for so long? Mm -hmm. That's the only way you know. So, again, this conversation and engaging in thought is more so designed for those to because everybody's situation is different, give people the information and the opportunity through conversation to make the observations of themselves. Because we are great at observing what others are doing wrong, but it's difficult for us to be observant of self and say, you know, typically everything primarily in our lives that have gone to the left, we've primarily been more responsible for that than not. But that's a tough pill to swallow than it is to accept. Like there are things that we've had nothing to do. And when we had nothing to do, we want to stand up at the highest mountain top and say, this was not my fault. <laughs> this was not my fault. And not. I need people on my side to see that. But when we make a mistake, where do we go? We go into defense mode. But what about when it wasn't my fault? No, you're right. It wasn't. But how do you accept when it is? So it's one of those things where as long as we're always trying to fine tune ourselves and better ourselves, and there'll be those that say we'll never be perfect. That's the reason why we can't be so harsh on one another, because we as people will never be perfect. So how can you expect others to be perfect as opposed to trying to find a level of compassion, understanding, and not jump into the conclusion that because this person was messed up to you at this moment doesn't mean that they are a messed up person. It just means that that's who they were in that moment. And, 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 and the flip of that as well. I got to tell you all something. It took me a long time to come to grips with that. And it took us quite a few conversations because – I wanted to make people bad. I'm like, no, they're bad. He's like, no, what they did was bad. But it doesn't make them bad. And I still sometimes, I'm saying it as slow as I possibly can. Say it slow. Have a hard time with they just did something bad. And they're not necessarily bad. And that's why I think, too, when we talk about are you the same person in private that you are in public? Because when you see people that do things in private, and you know that that's some bullshit, and you know that that's malicious, and you know that that is intentionally 
bad, but they get around other people, and you're looking at them like, I, I see you. I can see, I see you. I see what you're up to. I see what you're doing. And right now you're playing these two different faces, but I can see you. That's still a challenge for me to deal with when I know that I'm dealing with, I don't want to say trash because that's unfair. Did you say trash? I said, I don't want to say it. Okay, I said, I don't want to say it. trash. I don't want to say it because that's unfair. But you know how when you know you're dealing with... (laughs) Trash. With, are you a different person this way and a different person that way? And you're dealing with it and you're trying to figure out how do I overcome the challenge of, I know what I'm faced with. And I know when we go behind this closed door, this is who you are. But I know out here this is who you are. And now I've got to put on the face to say, I'm going, I got to put on the face as if I don't know who you are privately. And, and, and that's, that can still be challenging. If that makes sense. It, 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 it's one of those things where sometimes we as people have to, you know, whatever your belief is, I kind of have a, a universal uh, belief that I'm not attached to, you know, from a religious standpoint, anyone's God. I welcome it. Daddy, when I'm looking, I'm looking right here at you. Okay? Well, I'm looking at you. Okay, baby. Okay. And uh, I'm not attached to anyone's God. I believe that everyone should have the right to uh, uh, believe what they believe. But from a universal principle standpoint, sometimes it's not about us calling someone out who is wrong because if we trust in the universe, the universe will do all the calling out. It's not our job to do that because sometimes it's not our fight and then sometimes it is. The defining point is in your spirit, what is it that you need to do in that moment? And if you feel you need to keep outing and outing and outing, you better be perfect Mm. because Unless somebody, mm. unless you live in a perfect world where you make no mistakes and you can't say anything, be careful. Because, again, there was a young lady who was a wonderful person that I know and always looked at that way. But when my back was turned, they walked into my room and they took <laughs> my, my archway oatmeal cookies and I had raisins that was in them and they were strewn out all over the table. Now, this is in 1993. This was my roommate, okay? And that individual also, they had a, a club that they ran. Then they used to get my tapes. This is how far back, because we was using tapes. And they would go in my drawers, not my underwear, but my drawers and things where I would keep stuff and take my tapes out. Like I had Biggie when he was first out, okay? 93, like that. You know, old stuff, loose ends, you know, stuff that, right. And and I could have looked at it like they was a bad person, but I knew. Because what type of person going to come in and eat your shit up? Your archway what? cookies, oatmeal now, archway, okay? Oatmeal cookies. But my energy was right. Thank you. Well, can I goddamn finish the story? And this person ended up being this woman that you see here and sitting here next to me. And the reality was, and she would say, how come you would put up with me and how I was? And it was because I know your heart. I know that you're 
take my music. Because you know good music, and you'll take it down to the club because you're you bringing it down for the people. You're just not good at returning things, okay? You're just not good at returning. See, y'all don't know about Monique. Monique is the type of person that will take your gum, your chewing gum. You'll have your chewing gum. She will take your chewing gum, and she will offer it to to you. She will offer it. Like, do you want some of your shit? Well, wait. Do you want some of your shit? That is only being courteous and respectful because if I have the gum in my hand, it's in my hand. I'm just saying, do you want a piece so I can give you a piece? Yes, we know it's yours. We do. We we speak up, Robin. Wait a minute. Speak up, Robin. No, 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 no. Not only that, you will ask everyone in the vicinity. Would they like a piece of gum? And then, then whomever it belongs to, you extend it to them. But what you do is you take the gum out of the bag and you hand them a stick. But it's their gum, so why not give them their pack of gum? Like, here... Let me, can I speak? You take the whole pack of gum and distribute the no. gum as if you went into the store, purchased it. Let me speak on <laughs> and, it. And before you do, yes. somebody just said, Monique is tender hearted. My yes, mama said is. that. Queen Cookie said yes, that. Yes, she is tender hearted. But don't she will, even do it because she will take your things and they will belong to tender hearted. Okay. Yes, she is. I Queen have some Cookie. Of her yeah, I know you do. <laughs> She's and you're right. She is tender hearted, but she is sticky fingered when oh. it comes to snacks. No, she wait. will take your salted snack treats. Minted flavored chewing gum. Not just that, your socks, socks, um, lip balm. Lip balm. Wait a minute, your little purse. Purse. (laughs) Well, let me say this. Since the topic is, are you the same person in private as in public? You goddamn right I am. Because, because. She will take my shit in public. And she will take your shit in private. So, yeah, she is the same person. And when you ask for it back. That's my thing. Those are my things. Right, because it's in our hands. Listen, let me explain this gum shit because I feel like it didn't it didn't been simmering. Okay. With you and Robin. I feel like y'all had a situation about this goddamn. I am not this gum. I'm not different behind closed doors as I am in public. Let me speak. I say it in public. I say it in private. I say it anyway. As a matter of fact, I will go looking for my things sometimes. I'm not. I'm not. Let me speak on it, y'all, so y'all understand what I'm saying about this gum shit. Hashtag this gum shit. Okay. Now today, right? I'm gonna speak on it today. Right, Robin in the back. She said, "Mona, you have any gum?" I said, "Um, that was gum you got from Queen w- Cookie." We, we, but you in this? Now let me finish. She That's gave that I, to you on Friday. She, she, she said, did. "You said, do you have any gum?" She gave you the little pack of gum, right, with the little chiclets. I'm like, listening. Like she gave it to Monique, right, and somehow or another, it remained in her purse. It remained in her purse. Let me tell y'all why. What can somebody let me? Explain about this gum shit. Go ahead. You a snack thief and you a gum hoarder. Now, how about that? You a snack thief and gum hoarder. He was going to call me a gum whore. I was going to say, no, yes, I do. Because I go through that gum, baby. I go through it. I go through it. I'm a gum whore. Because this is how I feel about gum. What? 
Once the flavor is gone, the gum is done. That has nothing yeah. to do with let what belongs to you. You're not letting me finish the shit. <laughs> now, y'all know why I have to take the whole pack of gum. Because what might you chew for an hour, my chew gum is only for about five minutes. So I don't want to keep being inconsiderate saying, can I have another piece of gum? No, can I have another piece of gum? that is not true. Let me finish. You pull the gum Let me out finish. and say, would you like a piece of my gum? I, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because... If I say, can I have another piece, can I have another piece? Then you're going to look and say, stop asking me. It's our gum. So then no, I just I take don't. on the position to say, say well, now it's been mine. Would anyone else like a piece of this gum? No, because I don't want to be inconsiderate true. asking over and over that and over not, and over again, can I have a no. piece of your gum? Well, the, real, the real deal is this. The real deal. At that point, you should say this. The reason why I'm doing this is because that is the shit that I do. Okay. And then be done with the situation. Just be done we with it. it. That's what I do. It, We've already start, said we love you, you baby. The reason it. why I'm doing it because it's the shit that I do. Okay. Okay. And now I and, 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 and I gave Robin my last piece of goddamn. No, you did not. Who got you it? You did not. It was two pieces in there. I took one and I gave it back. I tapped you on your shoulder. I said, thank you, ma'am. That's Didn't I offer you a piece of green gum? I said, Didn't no, I offer you a piece Sydney, of green gum? And, and now, now, this is our point. Now, gum. wait a minute. Fact, now, she just took, said, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, Robin. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Now, since we going down that road and you wanted to say that, that did not offer you the green gum? That's yes. what you asked her. Yes. Where'd you get the gum. green gum from? Let me tell you where I got it from. <laughs> where'd you get the green gum from? I want y'all to stay with us because I'm going to break this shit all the way down. Ask her where she got the gum I'm from. I'm going to tell you where I got it from. And I'm going to break it all the way down so y'all what's understand. What's his, what's his you yours? shut your goddamn mouth right now, okay? <laughs> goddamn. Now, I'm going to tell you something, okay? On May the 20th, 10 years ago, when we said, do you... And you said yes, and they said do I, and I said the yes. The pleasure to leave God to be damn playing it. right now. Whatever is yours is uh, mine. But what yeah. it got to do with everybody else? Uh, Everything uh, that you get becomes community uh, property. Uh, this why. Right. <laughs> this why. This why I do take all the gum. What they going to do? They going to call human resources on me? They going to tell on the bitch? Ain't nothing they can do about it. So, yes, the green gum is my gum. But you would know that about her just looking at it that she is that she gank you over gum. This ain't no fight over no civil war over no snack trees. This is about respect. How? How did it go then? I'm gonna tell you how. Oh, I respect it. No, you don't. (laughs) She take your snacks and then offer it to everybody, Everybody. and then you're without snacks. But then she's got snacks in her purse. But this is the shit though. Kick it. Okay, I'm gonna kick it because. Are you? The same in public <laughs> you that see? you are in private. Play that it. Let me tell you something. If I did have a pack of gum, right, and it's ours, meaning the Hickses, okay, meaning Mr. and Mrs. Hicks, right, and let's say if my daddy went in the store and he bought the gum and I took a piece of gum out and I offered not no one a piece of that gum, you would look at me almost to say, Mama, I don't believe you didn't offer anybody that gum. That's rude. Now, get get, get, right. Oh, now you're projecting what it is that I'm saying, especially after 
They're sitting there eating but fresh gum that they but just got. But it could be anybody's gum, Monique. If you if so, if you ask someone, do you have any gum, and that person says yes, me, for example, in the car, yes, I hand you the gum, and then I don't ever get the gum back. And I have to say, do you have because you don't have do good listening have skills. Do you have the floss? Here's the good listening have, skills. Do you have I didn't say, do you floss? have a piece of do gum? Have, I said, do you have do some you gum? Have, uh-uh. And you gave you me that goddamn floss. pack of gum. Do you have some floss? I'm not yes, gonna be wrong. I have floss here. I'm here. not going to be wrong, James. Do you have some floss? Come on. Sam's, <laughs> But that's what we do, James, because we already know. But James, I'm saying, James, but that's why thing, we do James. what we do. Hand sanitizer, floss, snack. It could be anything. But we just keep in abundance just in case. Yeah. They said in the court of law, I would be right. Because y'all got to listen to the words. You got to listen to the words. You got to listen to the words. When I say, hey, if in the court of law, if I said, Tommy, do you have any gum? And you give me that pack of gum, you've given me what I've asked for. Now, you did not say, give it back. I said, do you have a pack of gum? And you gave it we to not, me. I'm not fooling right? with you in the uh-uh, words. You just it. tuned into Logic by Monique. <laughs> Sharing is caring. Thank you, Liz. Sharing Thank is you, Liz. caring. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. We do, but we just need to bring but it to you your attention. be taken and making off with our things. And you don't share back on unless it's your stuff. That's all we talk about. We love you regardless. We love you regardless. All we would just like for you to say is, you know what? Yeah, I be doing that sometimes. Okay. On a regular. Drum roll. No. Okay. Okay, y'all. So sometime I be doing that, (laughs) but not a lot, right? What? (laughs) And I. Sometimes I be we doing don't mind. We don't mind at the we end of we time. Just, we just and see, okay. y'all, this is, though, what makes it so special. Because when you say you're the same person in private that you are in public, with these group of people, I am Monique 24-7. And sometimes I don't know if I deserve their, their kindness because I am that 24-7. And, yes, things do come to my purse. And... <laughs> And and I don't steal from stores. I ain't that. Now I don't want y'all to be thinking I go up and no. I don't take nobody's shit that I don't know. Okay, so <laughs> I got to know them, and then they know that I don't. You know, I ain't taking it like I'm just right. trying to steal She's shit. She's in the TSFF club, and that is taking snacks from friends. That's what you do, baby. You just take snacks from friends. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. But so my question just don't is, act like you don't. Do now I. Took a piece of the green gum. Now, mm-hmm. was I supposed to say thank you to the person that gave it to me or the, the thank you to the owner? Well, see, now we're delving <laughs> into a gray area because okay. we just heard Monique pull out her legal degree. Okay. She was talking about in the court of law. Okay. So that being the case, I don't know. I haven't studied, studied you know, snack partnership law. So if you thanked her... You thanked us okay. at the end of the day. Okay. However, I think that's what she lives for, to be thanks for to be thanked for doling out other people's shit. <laughs> okay. That's what it is. Just for being generous. Just, just she wants she generous. wants to be generous, generous with your shit. She has a kind heart. <laughs> she does have generous. a kind heart with your shit. <laughs> These y'all done made my goddamn glasses go crooked because all this goddamn Monique bashing, tongue lashing, okay, 
I'm just, I have a kind heart. You do have a kind <laughs> and heart. I, and it's really kind when it comes to I am the giving. female Robin Hood. Thank you, baby. That's what it is. That's all. <laughs> I robs from the rich with the gum. See, Robin and Sid always got the good gum. Yeah. I might have chiclet, okay? <laughs> I might have bubble yum. And bubble yum, baby, that shit might get your teeth wrong in about sure. five chews. Mm. But y'all be having the good gum. You be having the five. You know how good the five is? And then Robin be having that gum where you it would look like they cigarettes. What? You know, and then it's the little ones. Y'all be having the good gums. That's all I'm saying. I just want to be sharing in the good gums. So needless to say, I guess at the end of the day, we can see that you're the same. All the way around. <laughs> all the way around, baby. But you know what, Daddy, though? I think sometimes that gets me in trouble. And we were talking about this uh, earlier in the closet, and I said I think sometimes... Even in this entertainment industry, I don't know if people really like for me to come around because I'm the same all the time. And I don't know, and I'm unapologetic for it when people say, well, now you're in this environment and you should be that way. I've always been taught if it looks like a duck and it sounds like a duck, goddammit, it's a duck. And I can't call it nothing other than a duck. So I think that when somebody said on here earlier, you know, um, sometimes being yourself all the way around can be dan- can be a detriment to you. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily true as long as you look in that mirror and you say, I'm okay with the decisions that I've made. What it looks like on the outside is what it look like on, looks like on the outside, but I'm okay with these decisions. So I think, too, that people looking in from the outside could say, Monique being the way she is, has been a detriment to her. I mean, yeah, it's, it's validity on both sides. And it's, at the end of the day, what can you live with? Being yourself can be detrimental. If you see it, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it can be detrimental. Yes. There's some people that have been themselves. They were walking out and they felt like dressing like women on a particular day. And it was detrimental to them. But the freedom that you get from being them yourself, despite the ass whipping that you may have taken for being that, is at some point going to win out. So it is a difficult thing for one to uh, uh, deal with someone who, especially when they're used to getting their way, and they say, well, you're going to have to excuse me. I'm going to treat you like a regular person. It doesn't matter if you are a person who lives on the street, and it doesn't matter if you're the king of the court. You're just a person. So... When that happens and you run into individuals that have, you know, uh, feelings, as you were telling me, there was an individual that you were at a show and they beckoned, uh, you were beckoned uh, by this individual and their people. And they said, hey, you know, this individual who's supposed to be, you know, well respected in the community, but. They wanted you to come over from where you were to meet with them. And you was like, if they want to meet me, they can come over here. I'm not going to leave my family to go talk to their family. And they want to talk to me. Well, some people will say, well, who does she think she is? An individual that's with her family that's saying, I'd love to talk to you. However, don't make it seem like I'm supposed to be a fan of yours. Yes. When you're telling your person that you're a fan of mine and you want to take a picture with me and I'm saying, love, come on over. But you telling me, nah, you know, you you come meet me. Do you not know who I am? Yes. And it's because I do know who you are 
that makes me stay where I am because before I know who or before I knew who you were, I knew who I was and who I am. So it won't allow me to come over there with you. So that right there within itself, it can be difficult. It can be off-putting. But when people put their ego to the side, and again, the acronym we use for ego is expectations gone overboard. When you put them to the side, then you become a bit more relatable. They said, who was it, Mo? None of your business. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. Y'all will be surprised at some of the people that feed our soul. And that's why I always say to include me, to include Sydney, to include whomever you're listening to, be careful where you're getting your food for your soul from. You've got to be careful because mm, that apple could be rotten. That steak could be spoiled. That chicken has salmonella poisoning in it. It looks real pretty. They decorated it really nice. But once you bite into it, you bit into a mouthful of worms. You bit into a mouthful of poison. So you got to be careful who's feeding your soul because that story that my daddy just told, it's not unique. I've had that story repeatedly. And I think that there are some people in this, in just this journey called life that have <clears throat> looked at me in a way to say, I don't believe you're looking me in my eyes. Don't you know you should look down? And they've not been white people. They've looked just, they've been black, just as black as I am. So, again, I'm unapologetic for who I am. And some people say, Monique, you loud. Monique, you this and Monique, you that. You know what I am. I am. And I'm unapologetic for it because it's, it's the thread of who I am. And I think the moment, I remember I said one time, I said penis instead of dick doing a show. And Sydney said to me, why ever would, why, why'd you do that? And I was like, well, because the executives were there. And I, he was like, uh-uh, don't ever do that because it wasn't as funny. And you wasn't into it. And so it, it just makes and you. That's not who you are. Right. That's not. And when you get told by the Don of comedy, Richard Pryor, mm. do not change who you are. The dawn of comedy. Now, if you, it, and it's the equivalent of, again, not so much watch who's feeding you because in what we share with you, we appreciate those who have that belief in us, but the belief should be in yourself based upon what it is that's being shared with you, mm-hmm. not us, because there's a lot of people that are out there that will give you a great message, but we can't, and it's not our responsibility to hold them accountable per se for them not being who they were in their personal life. You hold you, but you can extract the goodness of what they're telling you. It's the doctor that tells you you can't smoke cigarettes, but they change smokers. See, in that realm, they're giving you great advice. But in their private time, who they are is not indicative of the message in which they're given. Because as we know as human beings, it's a lot more uh, difficult to live by what it is that you say than to say what you're saying. I want to thank you for just saying that because it makes me consider it and think about it differently. 
because I say that with such passion. And it made me just check me because mm-hmm. even with this weight loss thing, it's easy to say it and so much harder to do it. Mm-hmm. So just in this very moment, thank you, because it it stops le- it, it, in my own personal way. I'm judging. Right. In my own personal way. And you're trying to remove the demonization of other people because of the flaws that they have as being human. But they're trying to have those redeeming qualities by sharing a positive message. And sometimes that's all they have. They may be unable to live it, but the only way that they can feel some redeeming qualities is by sharing the positives despite the fact that there are difficulties they have in living them. Y'all, we talked about it today. We talked about we it. We talked about it today. Are you the same person in private that you're on public? And if you are, keep going. And if you're not, ask yourself, why not? Because maybe it's something that you're not proud of. And if it's not something, if it's something that you're not proud of, then do the things necessary to make you proud to be the same person that you are in private, that you are in public or public and private, either or to keep that balance in your life. Because if you're doing what is right and what feels right to you, then how can you ever go wrong? If loving you is wrong, sing it. I don't want to be right. Come on now. Because living without you. So you're going to go to the next verse? You're going to take it to the next verse? How far was you going to go? I was just, I was all as far as I was going to go. Okay, West Coast, Cetra. Y'all, we want to thank y'all. Tell them. Each and every one of you. Each and every one. For listening to Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And we ask that you share it with a friend, with a friend, with another friend. We ask that you share these shows with someone that you have something you need to talk something about, but you don't know how to find the words to do it. This that show for it. Because there are sometimes, y'all, even in right now, and I keep saying it over and over again, when I listen to these shows back, I always take something from it, something that I didn't hear in the moment. And even in this moment when you said what you said, it made me thank you, universe, for saying, hey, 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 where you going with that? Because as they said, it's the dentist that has the yellowest teeth. (laughs) And they'll tell you that's their way of saying, hey, listen, the person who tells you, how to do your hair oftentimes doesn't have time to do their own. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me tell you this. The ones that normally do. Come on. Don't really know how to do the hair. There it is. Okay. Because that you don't get so caught up in what they look like. There it is. Ask yourself, what do you look like? West Coast. <laughs> West Trip. Send us on out now. Well, listen, real quick. Um, if y'all ever have any comments or questions you can go to twitter at mo worldwide go to instagram the real mo worldwide and if you want to send us a comment or question on facebook it's monique and sydney's open relationship or mo and sid's open relationship and don't forget go to play.it call a friend right now and tell them after you listen to the show y'all do me a favor go to play.it and listen to monique and sydney please if you please, be so kind if you be so kind that's it we're not asking you for your money we're asking you for your ears Daddy, I like that. That's what's up. We're not asking you for your money. We're asking you for your ears. That's it. Baby, if we ever do open up a church, 
If we ever open up a church, it's designed for all of the sinners to come and be who they are, and you don't have to be perfect. That's the kind of church we would have with people having real conversations. I know they on heroin, but give Miss Josephine her chance Help to tell her story. And what we going to do with the monies that was collected, it's not for the church. It's Miss. For Miss Josephine. Yes, baby. We're going to get her some treatment. Treatment. Get her some help. Right then. Come on now. Okay. The Church of Real. Church of Real. Shit. Be who you are. Daddy, let's do it. Let's do it. We're doing it right now. It's called Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. Yes. Take us home, baby. Let's take us home. You know, we want to thank you all for listening to us today. Once again, it's Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.